10, 10 or 12 tildies in there. 10, 10 or 12 tildies to a box. I hear you breathing. There we go. Ah! It always uh, defaults to, it wants to put the headphones through the microphone, which has a mic output on it. So why don't you just uh, do its bidding and, and put them through the microphone? It said, don't do that if you're doing a podcast. Oh. And I am certainly doing a motherfucking podcast. <laughs> Let's just be straight about that right now. All right. All right. Sorry for the delay. That's all right. I'm glad we can be honest with each other about things like whether or not you were doing a, a motherfucking podcast. Nice coffee cup. Mm. Fiesta wear. Thank you. It's Fiesta wear. Yeah. It's yesterday's coffee. I've got some fresh. I actually, I actually, uh, this is this is fresh. Rian made it. At what age does one stop making new coffee? Just drink the leftover coffee from the day before because it's still there. Um, and. I, I I never do that. Uh, I do drink the morning coffee that's still there in the afternoon, uh, but but there it's gone by the end of the day. So uh, I always have to I have to make have to make new coffee at the end of the day, or in the morning. Slippery slope, my friend. Well, if it if it were um, if all there was was yes, if there was a, like half a pot of yesterday's coffee, I would definitely just heat it up. But I but Rian won't drink that, so. Uh, as some some sort of theoretical tragic future bachelorhood would involve me drinking old coffee in the morning, but it's not going to happen uh, in my current life. I think that could be it. I think it is a uh, uh, when when one becomes alone, one is willing to to drink. Is one uh, was it, some foul old coffee? Is one speaking because from experience? Is one. No, no. I, I, well, I've, I've seen it in others. I think um, in which you just welcome any kind of bitterness, um, regardless of its provenance. You don't want your bitterness fresh because your bitterness <laughs> is already so old. Yeah. In order for it to have company, it, it needs an aged bitterness. <laughs> Uh, um, I think bitter is just, a. Uh, what? Yeah. Go on, go on. No, I, I was thinking. Bitter, say is, that a, I think bitter bit, is a flavor. It is a flavor, and one that we we tend not to savor. But maybe there's more going on with bitter than uh, than I than I thought. I uh, what what else is bitter? Coffee. Are there bitter cheeses? Is cheese bitter? I think of cheeses as salty, but there might be some bitter cheeses. There's um, certain nuts are bitter. Um, what's that uh, drink that uh, that pa- Patrick a, a McGoon bitter. Pa- Patrick McGoon always used to order in uh, the Secret Agent? Secret Agent uh, Man. What the hell is that called? Danger Man. Uh, not Dark Quant- and Stormy. No, not Quantro. Began with a C, though. Why am I blanking not- on it? Not chartreuse, no. Cuvassier, no. Um, but it's a nut liqueur. I'm trying to think. No, of what's... I don't think it's a nut liqueur. It's uh, but it's but it's kind of bitter. It's Campari. Oh, Campari! I have some in my uh, um, uh, in my uh, little cabinet right now. I had some the other night. Had uh, some folks over. Oh yeah. 
And uh, we had uh, been down to a distillery in Kent, Washington, called the Sidetrack Distillery. Mm-hmm. Lovely, small distillery on a on a farm next to a train track. And they are making uh, liqueurs of, of various kinds based on the uh, using the ingredients that they're growing. I think the the alcohol is is they're buying the the actual alcohol itself, um, and then uh, infusing it, infusing it with uh, blueberry, blackberry, various things they're growing. But their their uh, most remarkable product is a, a lemon verbena liqueur. Yeah, which is a tremendous thing. What's a lemon verbena liqueur from Sidetrack Distillery, or anybody who happens to make it? I don't know of anyone else who makes it. Um, and it's uh, it's nice on its own, uh, sipped on a little ice cube, but it also is a nice chartreuse substitute. <laughs> the third Google link for lemon verbena liquor liqueur Sidetrack Distillers is um, an article by our friend A.J. Rathbun called Sidetrack Lemon Verbena Liqueur is Awesome. Yeah. By A.J. Rathbun. Yeah, I went down there. A.J. brought us down there Yeah, to to astound us with what they've been doing. Well, Um, damn. Maybe I should get me some of that. I I like it. So I was making some sort of drink that uh, uh, and subbing in this lemon verbena for the chartreuse. And I... Not to say anything ill against chartreuse, which is a lovely drink. Um, but it's made by monks. And in this more enlightened age, I want my liqueurs made by, uh, uh, by English atheist. makers to turn into farmers. <laughs> I want my liqueurs made by bitter atheists, hardened <laughs> by close examination of the nature of existence. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a Washington-grown atheist distilled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the drink that I made? It was a, uh, I don't know. I think it's it's, it's uh, AJ's recipe that's in that article. Uh, yeah, it's he says, um, "Go read." He says, "My sidetrack lemon verbena liqueur article now hold on there's a goddamn ad that i can't dismiss on this page there we go um he says it makes sense that the most intriguing local product hit liquor store shelves this year comes from the same folks who gave us bet the award-winning spirit distilled from beets but as good as that earthy wonder is sidetrack distilleries lemon verbena liquor tops it released after years of research and testing i bet that was fun this multi-layered liqueur is made from flowering lemon verbena plants grown on the distiller's farm in kent the flavor is rich herbal vegetal atheist citrusy and floral all at once you just threw an atheist uh maybe i threw an atheist after maybe i did while offering a strong but not overpowering kick, mirroring the chartreuses, but at far less cost, this elixir should be savored solo over ice or neat, but it also delivers radiant results when subbed for that famous French liqueur in cocktails. The Bijou, for example. That was the Bijou is what I made, yeah. Yeah. One and a half ounces gin, three-quarter ounce lemon verbena liqueur, three-quarter ounce sweet vermouth, and a lemon twist is especially nice. It sounds very nice. Liqueur boasts a remarkable green hue, but one that changes in small ways from batch to batch. Very nice. So, I will uh, I will link to that. Very so good. I made the, 
the bijou, which uh, 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 alternate recipes have a little splash of Campari. I don't think his does. Yeah. So I bought the Campari to 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 put in there. Uh, Campari is a nice one. It settles the stomach. If you want to get a little buzz and and have a, a you know a little more of a, a calm belly, uh, little Campari is nice. Aperol is also nice for that. Little Aperol. 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 A P. I don't know. April. <laughs> Think of. <laughs> Chimpanzee trying to get from one end of the room to the other and not wanting to fully stand up. This this sounds like something from a Russell Edson poem. Yeah. April. April. They were eating Aprils. (laughs) Yeah. Darcy looked out the French windows and said, oh, look, the April trees are blooming. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course they come from trees. (laughs) I uh, I have I was gonna um, I am going to tell you about uh, my trip to New York where I had some good eating and drinking, but I just remembered I went to this cocktail bar that I liked and I can't remember the name of it. And when I was standing on the street in New York looking for cocktail bars on my phone, it was the first thing to come up. Um, but now that I'm home, looking doing the same search on the internet here in my house. I'm having a hell of a time loading the pages. The same pages that I was able to find the bar with are now covered with undismissible um, full-screen advertisements. Ah. Uh, but it was a four-letter four word that began with P is the... Um, see, it's this Time Out this timeout New York piece that says the best bars in Chelsea, and it shows it to you, and then before you have a chance to click on anything, yeah. this big, this big ad appears... Oh well, maybe it was in Soho. Anyway, I'll I'll find it. But uh, but I ate and drank some good some good things. Oh, it was on Houston. That should help. Uh-huh. Uh, what, what were some of the things that you had? Well, oh here it is. It's, it was called. Got some Pegu. rolled up meats. Peg Pegu Club. Pegu Club. Oh, Pegu. oh no. Oh. Oh no! Can you hear that? No, go away. Oh. I can't hear it. Is it playing music at you? Yeah, holy, listen to that. Is, is it the Gypsy Kings? Oh, so bad. Is it playing Gypsy Kings at you? No, it's just like, it's like, it sounds like a video game soundtrack or something. All right, get off of my, ugh, ugh, ugh. All right, I'll just link to the Yelp page. Yeah, so this this is like, you walk, you go in this uh, poorly marked door and you go up some stairs. It's at 77 West Houston, and um, it's a long, quiet, uh, dark thing with um it was inspired by a i think a bar in hong kong and they have these great window treatments which are these sort of wrought iron uh wrought iron bars over the windows that are in sort of um eastern inspired designs that are kind of mesmerizing to look at i was there with my friend and i kept looking over her shoulder at the wanting to like draw more lines onto the the window bars to make different patterns and shapes as though I were playing with Lego. Um, but the cocktails were really, really tasty. They have, they have clever names and uh, are made of lots of dark spirits and uh, things like, you know, the lots of uh, setting a, setting a bit of uh, lemon zest on fire and then rubbing it on the, on the rim. I, I, I recommend it. I can't remember what That's I had. Good. I drank too right. much. In, in expense, inexpensive? No, they were they were like fourteen dollars a cocktail, which uh, for that neighborhood is okay. 
the we we actually went into one and everything was eighteen dollars and then we're like screw this we'll go to the other place and it was in fact fourteen dollars so yeah um but um my friend uh, Mark was in town uh, Seattle in, in Seattle a couple of days ago this is a yeah. quick parenthetical sure Mark Lane from Missoula this, this is all this whole podcast is a parenthetical according to uh, and then uh, but also and don't forget. Coming soon. Uh, he uh, went into Tavern Law, one of our fancy cocktail places. It was happy hour, and the happy hour cocktail price was $8. Mm. Is that less or more than the, the rest of the day price? It's uh, less than the rest of the day, but I think about four times what anybody should pay for a cocktail any time of the day. Yeah, I think you're probably on right. Because even at that, the place is making probably a four hundred percent markup. Yeah, well, that's what that's what bars do. That's that's what restaurants do, for that matter. Right? Sticking together is what good pancakes do. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you don't know that? Um, no, I don't. Sticking together is what good pancakes do. I know. I've never heard that. Is that from an Simpsons. ad? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh i you know the 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 base price for cocktails in ithaca is like eight to ten dollars so i it seems to me that paying 14 for cocktails in new york is you know in, no, the, in this in that context is perfectly reasonable and they were and i it was a special occasion because i had gone to new york as you may recall to um have a secret meeting about our secret project and right uh, Right. All all's well. Things are moving onward and upward. Secret the project. The, Manha- the uh, secret project is working together. You almost called it the Manhattan Project. I did. The Lower <laughs> Manhattan Project. In 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 these uh, paranoid times, I didn't want to draw any. <laughs> I'll t- I'll tell you how I tell you how how uh, how important this project is to everyone involved. The um the, the our compatriots, our Brooklyn compatriots, in this matter actually agreed to go have lunch in Manhattan with the person we were meeting with. They were they actually went all the way to Manhattan to discuss our project. So that's really telling Pretty you something. Good. That's, but anyway. Uh, that's a good way to test test it. So I was ostensibly there for that, but of course I, I ended up uh, crashing with a friend and went out with a couple of people for some food. Um, and so Adelena, who we keep promising to bring onto the podcast, and, right. and we shall, but she... Uh, she had been walking around in Midtown and passed this place, uh, and and just stopped in and uh, to check it out and found that it was actually a really, really, really good uh, yeah. Chinese restaurant, sort of hole in the wall Chinese restaurant on maybe Eighth Avenue. I guess there aren't any holes in the wall on Eighth Avenue, but it was it, uh, yeah. well somewhere around there. Anyway, it was in Midtown. It's called, uh, and we went there for dinner. It's called Kung Fu Little Steamed Buns Ramen. Nice. Yeah. It and orders for you. <laughs> the, the restaurant, the title that orders for you. <laughs> uh, and it's and it was great. We had um, soup dumplings, which are, to me, a new phenomenon. Um, but as soon as, it seemed to me that as soon as I was introduced to the concept of soup dumplings, um, Zhao Longbao, or as Rian put it in a text to me, did you get XLB? And I said, I don't know what that is. And she's like, dude, Zhao Long Bao, soup dumplings. And of course I said, yes, we're definitely, we definitely ate a lot of dumplings. Um, which are these 
do you are you familiar with soup dumplings? Are they uh, do they dumple in the soup or are they added? No, they they are the soup is in them. What? <laughs> Xiaolong bao, according to Stop Wikipedia, your lies. <laughs> is a type of steamed bun from the Jiangnan region of China, especially associated with Shanghai and Wuxi. Is that how you pronounce that? W U X I Wuxi? It is traditionally prepared in Xiaolong, a small bamboo steaming basket, which gives them their name. They are often referred to as a kind of dumpling, but should not be confused with British or American style dumplings. What they what they have is they usually have some meat or vegetables or other goodies inside, but they're surrounded uh, in there. The 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 core of goodness is surrounded by a broth. So when you bite into one, the broth comes squirting out. So you kind of have to. It's good to pick one up in a big spoon yeah. and be prepared to have a mouthful of soup. Um, but. Uh, there, these are these the place the ones at this place at uh, Kung Fu Little Steam Buns and Ramen was just spectacular, and they they make the noodles, uh, their ramen noodles, like uh, by hand, right in front of you. There's a window in the back into the kitchen, and there's a guy there just stretching out noodles, and they naturally, you know, the gluten naturally separates them into long strands, which they then throw right in the pot. So. Noodles are incredibly fresh, made before your eyes, and the steam buns are just fantastic. So I'll I have to go. I'll, I'll have to go get some. Um, my local excellent Chineserie, Chinoiserie, uh, Chang's Gourmet, uh, yeah. says that they have it on there. Is that the place? Uh, you know, what was the place in uh, New Orleans that had like fried chicken or pizza or something? Chinese yeah. Kitchen. Chinese Kitchen, yeah. Chinese Kitchen, yeah. Some yeah. of oh, the best fried chi- some of the best fried chicken in town. Yeah, I believe it. Um, this this place, by the way, I I was right. It's on Eighth Avenue um, near Forty Ninth, eight eleven Eighth Avenue. So people should go to it. Very good. Um, Sneeze. <laughs> Gesundheit. Sorry about that. Good Don't you have a cough button? You got to get a cough button. Is it like? A, is it on the body? <laughs> No, I like that idea though. No, it's like on a on you know at a radio station on the on the you know the sort of mixing console or in front of the yeah. mic. There's a, there's buttons on the table in front of you, and one of them mutes. Oh. If you need to cough, you mute it. You press the button, tell, and then you cough. Tell me you, if this works. It did. Did you hear anything? I, I didn't hear no. a thing. But but what you were doing with your face, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I it's almost I could hear it in my mind. Um, Very good. Um, XLB, yeah, XLB dumpling. We've got them at uh, Chang's Gourmet. Yeah, eat them. Have to get. Them. I went there uh, a couple nights ago. Had uh, uh, pan-fried spicy noodles. Yeah, it's a big noodle, spicy. And it's, and, it's uh, pan-fried. I bet. Pan-fried. It's 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 a descriptive title. <laughs> and uh, a bean curd, like a bean curd and shredded pork. All mixed nice. together. Uh, let's see here. I am uh, okay. There it is. This is the place. So seven seventy eight forty five Lake City Way, Seattle. Yeah, I think we've. I think I've drawn your attention to this menu before because of oh, yes, fried tofu is a strong odor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I love the. Uh, I gotta. <laughs> I gotta screenshot this. It's the, there's a picture on the front page that it says Chang's special. Authentic Chinese noodle recipe made of fresh flour, homemade daily. But there's a picture of a human hand with some noodles draped over it. 
<laughs> on a red table. It looks yeah. highly unsanitary. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty sanitary over there. <laughs> well, it's great. It's as good, I think. And I'm not an expert on Chinese food. Um, yeah. That doesn't come from Safeway. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think uh, from my various tastings, I think it's as, as, as good as anything in the international district here in Seattle. But it's far north. But yet not so far north to be in the suburbs. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the suburbs, strip mall places have a lot of the best regional, international food. Yeah. Uh, this is sort of in an infill area. What is that? Fried pig's intestine is misspelled on the menu. That's a good sign. Fried pig's in, in tasting. So taste is embedded in there. <laughs> For advertising purposes, I would think. Uh, all right. Yeah. So I'm looking at the link you sent me. It's a Reddit link about the Simpsons. Right. Now, I misquoted it. It was waffles. Sticking together is what's, what good waffles do. Oh, okay. Okay. Sticking together is what good waffles do. It's a montage. It's a love montage. That makes it sound dirty. No, it sounds loving. It doesn't sound dirty. Okay. It sounds loving. sweet. It's a love montage of, of uh, things sticking together. All right. All right. That's fair. Eventually waffles. So uh, can I tell you about I'm the other place? Making, I, I want to an argument for uh, the permanency of love. No, that's, I, that's an argument that I, I like to hear made. I enjoy making myself. Yeah. Might, might not be. It might be a little uh, uh, aspirational. In nature, it might be a touch of wishful thinking there. Maybe, uh, you know, love doesn't always last. We know that, but I'll hear some. Only one way to find out, Johnny. Announcing the contrary. Yeah, yeah. Only yeah. one way to find out, Johnny Johns. <laughs> Let's make yourself some waffles and stick them together. So you went to elsewhere for I went that elsewhere. wasn't enough for no, you? It wasn't done. Uh, got up in the morning. Um, I should say I was uh have you had this experience I was uh as my friend Laurel and her roommate allowed me to stay on in their living room uh for the night and they had bought a they bought a uh air mattress for guests to sleep on but they had not used it yet which seems to yeah. be the I think that's the qual- that's the the default state of an air mattress it's the thing you haven't you've gotten for guests but you haven't figured out how to use yet so there's always and especially if you're evening Visiting your friend involves drinking. You get back to their place, and then you suddenly remember that you have to, you know, you have to um, inflate the air mattress. And it's yeah. quite possible that you don't know how to do that. And then you look at the little right. instruction tab. Each one is different. It's utterly incomprehensible. And this one ha- yeah. was came with all these accessories that made no sense. Various c- cones with slots in them that I, we j- it just was totally unclear how anything was supposed to be used. Was it a plug-in or batteries? Uh, batteries. Yeah. And the last time I had to deal with a battery operated one, um, it was at another friend's place and it just wouldn't, the batteries were almost dead. So it just yeah. wouldn't inflate. And I, I think was, each I use pretty much wears out the batteries. Yeah. Well, this was the first use. So the batteries were strong and the air mattress filled up and strong. it seemed to be, seemed to be stable. And then I lay down on it and went to sleep. And then I woke up at some indeterminate time of night to discover that I was just floating because it was filled with helium. 
<laughs> if only you are high above the city. <laughs> no, I was not instantly transported into a Hayao Miyazaki movie. Unfortunately, <laughs> I found that I was lying on a on a piece of of plastic on the floor, yeah, uh, with bruises all over my body because I am weak and pampered, and. Uh, uh, ended up ha- ended up having to move over to the love. It was seated- like they had laid down the plastic like for a for a hit, like they were hygienic <laughs> hit persons. That's right. Yes, and I, and my friend and her roommate were were uh, were looming over me with hatchets, They're softening you up. Yeah. <laughs> um, coup de gras, so to speak. Yeah, but you woke before it could be administered. Right, I saved. Which is, I saved which myself. is how you, how you receive a how you how you, is what you do with coups de gras. <laughs> They're generally administered. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the advice, bro. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for the protocol tips. Yeah. On yeah. coups de gras. <laughs> no, I I was taken in the morning to uh, cafeteria, le major. Is that the way that's pronounced? M e j o r. Mayor, mayor, in um, Spanish, French. yeah, Spanish. It, this is in yeah. uh, Bushwick. Maybe it's in Queens. It's in right near the the Bushwick, uh, the Brooklyn Queens border. But it's it's out on the edge of Bushwick, uh, and it's a little little cafe. And this is quite literally a hole in the wall because there's a big cement wall, and there's a rectangular hole in it, and then there are some. Um, there are some uh, benches, not benches, uh, stools out in front of the hole. And I had probably the most delicious cafe uh, con leche I've, I've ever had. Oh, nice. Um, I don't think I've, well, it may be the only one I've ever had. But it was real good. It had your salt and your butter. Very frothy. And whatever that uh, Cuban-style toasted buttered bread is, I had that. And I and perhaps the most important thing about this place is it has the coolest logo I've ever seen. It's it's really spectacular. I'm going to. Uh, Can we see it? Yeah, I'll send you the link. Their website is odd and underdeveloped. Uh, so here's but here's here's the link. Go ahead, check it out. Cafeteria La Mayor. Yeah. And I asked if they had T-shirts. They said they didn't, but they did have... I could buy one of the mugs, but they turned out to be these $30 specialty mugs from England. So it was just a, You could buy a mug, but it was just an expression that you could wear on your face <laughs> when you were turning towards a camera and breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I declined. I declined to pay $30 for a coffee mug. <laughs> $30. I just got those for free. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a free mug. <laughs> uh I think that's about it. That's all the all the all the eating. I went to a bar called the Trash Bar, which was which was trashy. And yeah. another bar called the Booby Trap, which was breast themed. But uh, they're not really worthy of. No, I ate some. I ate some. Uh, I ate a corn muffin and some. Um, uh, some pretty good spicy 
uh, macaroni and cheese at the booby trap. Nice. In, spicy, in the uh, smoky spicy? Yeah, smoky spicy. Uh-huh. Um, here, I'll, I'll find it for you. There it is. There's a nice uh, booby trap bar in uh, Topeka. Oh yeah, near my uh, near my my dad's house. Uh, it used to be called Goofy's. Oh, why did it stop my, being called Goofy's? My friend, uh, my friend Larry O'Neill, or my classmate uh, from eighth to ninth grade, got stabbed to death in the parking lot outside Goofy's. Oh, which I think is undignified. Yeah, if you're stabbed to death outside bar or cafeteria La Mayor. Um, you understand, stabbed outside, you know, King's Bishop Tavern. <laughs> lay some claim to, to die outside of Goofy's. I think maybe that's why they changed the name. And they changed it to the Booby Trap. It's not a strip joint. The sign was like a, um, a classical Booby Trap, which is a, a box with yeah. a stick and a string tied to the stick. And the box is propped up and there's something of uh, something you want under the box. So you reach for right. it. And some mischievous imp pulls the string. <laughs> You're trapped. <laughs> trapped. <laughs> for you are the booby. <laughs> I don't know what anybody could put under there that would make me, that would make me fall for it. It's got to be something. Pull a surprise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> for Biography. <laughs> I'd like one of those <laughs> to display in my home. Yeah. When I'm having a dinner Oh, I'm having a dinner party or Rian is tonight. Aren't you? Yeah. Wonderful. Are you invited? I am. I uh I'm even going to cook the dinner, but uh it's it's a it's we've invited someone from Rian's alma mater, a young man from Rian's alma mater has moved to Ithaca and he's a writer. And Which was um the uh the College of Oberlin. Oberlin. And uh, we wanted to introduce them to some other literary couples because, as you know, it's kind of hard to make couples friends. Sure. Uh, and so we, we're inviting a bunch Where of Where are you all – what bowl are you going to put the keys in? Like a decorative <laughs> bowl or uh, just like a mixing bowl? We're going to uh, – work, Workman-like bowl? We're going to make a, uh, we're gonna make a, jello, a jello mold with all the keys in it. <laughs> And, and the then we're going to take off all of our clothes. Mandarin orange. Yeah, we're going to eat it by hand, naked, and then yeah. grab the grab the keys and pair off. And steal each other's cars. Yeah, and pretty much. That's how we roll have in, a in Ellis Hollow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't had a proper dinner party in a while. I'm a little, uh, little nervous about it. What if it goes wrong? <laughs> well, they always seem to in books and movies. Yeah, don't they? Uh, unwanted guest shows up, or someone has an announcement. Yeah, some kind of uh, d- grim revelation. There's almost no revelation that could happen at a dinner party that, on some level, wouldn't deeply entertain me, though. Always grim. I Revelations love, are always grim. I love me some awkward. I really do. I really do. You know what? Yeah, revelations are always grim. Uh, very ideas. <laughs> very ideas. You know about what usually happens to very ideas. Very ideas are usually abhorrent. Uh, the very the, idea abhors uh, me. 
if you have a very idea, it's usually abhorrent. And if something is abhorrent to you, it's usually top of the list. My guess would be a very idea. <laughs> How dare you? The very idea. Abhors me. Abhors me. Is that your grim revelation? <laughs> yeah. This is proper English usage. Appalls. I abhor it. It appalls me. Appalled and it abhors me. <laughs> the very idea abhors me. I find it abhorrent. Okay, okay. The very idea. All right. Your grim revelation <laughs> is appalling. Your very idea is abhorrent. <laughs> hey, I I'm saw just, you. I'm, uh, just, uh, I'm just. Uh, I'm being aggressively jokey with you because I'm jealous because I I haven't been invited to a dinner party in a long time. Since since might I guess you had a baby? <laughs> <laughs> since about the time that we had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. He gets invited to lots of dinner parties. Yeah. He's a bon vivant. <laughs> People often ask what kind of vivant my baby is. And I say he's usually run of the mill bon. Bon. He's a bon. <laughs> what kind of vivant? A bon vivant. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a Johnny fellow. He really is. He's a he's a they ask what kind of Iver he is, say he's a bon. What kind of Scott he is. He's a bon. <laughs> uh, he's a very bon Scott. <laughs> not an Iver. Oh no, bon not for him. Bon Scott Iver <laughs> is, is a, a great cover band mashup. That if it doesn't exist, we should create Bon Scott Iver. Yeah, it's just should. Bon Iver music with uh, um, Bon Scott screaming. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Would be an improvement. Vast improvement. <laughs> Skinny love. Give me a break. <laughs> so anyway, I this was all Dinner party. Uh, we were talking about our booby traps though. Yeah. The booby trap in Topeka now is um uh if you are traveling with a rock and roll band across the country, yeah. a place where you might and you had the long stretch between say St. Louis or Kansas City and Denver, you might uh easily book yourself into the Booby Trap, which does three or four bands a night, almost every night of the week. You book yourself into the Y, W-C-A. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the Booby Trap. It's so a, yeah, is, is it, does it benefit from its relative isolation? It's the only place in Topeka that books live music, I think, that's not yeah. uh, Blues Hammer. <laughs> well, um, it, I, I, I love their, like... Web 1997 um, site. It's a new website. Let me pull it out. <laughs> this is this is their new new website. They clearly have bought like a like an O'Reilly book on like making tables in HTML published in yeah. 1997, yeah. and have have done it very well. I like the uh, the, the gradient buttons are wonderful. Uh, mm -hmm. Not enough tildes though. They could get more tildes yeah. on here as decorative elements. More tildes. More tildes, please. Hey, you got any more tildes <laughs> in the back? Go in the back and look for some more tildes. Back, back, back in the back. <laughs> Way back in the back of the back for the tildes. Instead of backs. 
That's where they keep their tildies. They had a box in the back. In the, the back of the back. Ten or twelve tildies in there. Yeah. Ten, ten to twelve tildies to a box. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, Hello. I I actually think that the the booby trap that I went to is just silly. It's silly. It's not, it's not it's, you don't think it's you don't think it's the New York outpost of the Topeka booby trap? No. No, it's not. They they're um I think it's run by by the very young. I was the oldest I was the oldest person in the bar by even my um, me, even my friend who I went there with who was 28 felt old. Yeah. In, in this bar. And uh the um the website just says fuck off loser come drink yeah. like an adult. Yeah. But for all that I kind of liked it. It it was decorated with just a bunch of random garbage and also boobies, and um, it was uh, earn, it was earnest and effortful, and I appreciate that in a in a young person's establishment. Like Ernest goes to camp, Ernest. Yeah, very much so. Very much. Was that so. guy was there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. so hey, right- Vern. <laughs> you may not know the reference. I Maybe do know the reference. To know the- no, oh, no, no, no. I know the reference. <laughs> I know the reference. He's very much like the uh, the where's the beef lady. He just had the one, the one thing that he could say that was yeah. funny, and he, he 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 played on that for a really long time. You know, he died in a. Uh, um... I can't wait for the end of the sentence. Uh, tiger fire. mishap. The tiger <laughs> fire. The, the tiger fire. <laughs> tragic <laughs> he's rubbing two tigers together too fast <laughs> too fast too young <laughs> you should never given them tigers unsupervised un- unsupervised tiger friction it's earned they results knew in death death um I played a music last night. Last yeah, night was I know. My, uh, my thing. I woke up this morning to find a photo of you on Twitter playing a guitar. Yeah, you're um, still on Twitter. Yeah, 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 and I'm still on Twitter. The rest of the world is still sadly uh, engaged Twitter. in social media. <laughs> oh, I remember Twitter. I remember yeah. that. Here, it's quoting you. Hugo House is quoting you. It says, well, a hearse is a horse you don't have to feed. Is that an Ed Skoog lyric? Because I like that. Yeah. Some days are bad. Some days are worse. I make my living driv- driving a hearse. So I don't get awful bogged down about the problems of the common man. <laughs> Mariah drivers are competitive, objective, and correlative. I'm just proud <laughs> to say that I... Always get there first. I drive your hearse. Now, a hearse is a horse you don't have to feed. At the end, there's only a couple things you need. A coat and a tie and a box and a hole. Some strangers to cry and a bell to toll. And some coins if there's a toll to pay. And a driver who knows the way. Nice! Yeah. Nice! There's one this... about uh, an anesthesiologist. Really? Some days are rough, but roughness is relative. I go around the hospital administering sedative. <laughs> Take them home some nights when I think about you. Sedative givers are loners and stoners, paint by number anonymous phoners. But I'm the one you call for the pain of living. You love my sedative giving. But the pain you feel is just the body doing its jumping jive karate. Pain is proof and on a scale. 
like Pickwick Papers or Vicky Vale. <laughs> I hope yourself slip away. Where it goes, I cannot say. Where the self goes, I cannot say. Nice. I, you know, I'm still angry at the anesthesiologist who kept calling Rian Punkin during, uh, during her uh, second giving of birth. Called her Punkin? Was stroking her forehead and calling her Punkin. Right in front of me. Punkin. The nerve yeah. of the guy. Mm, creepy. It's, it was definitely creepy. It was creepy. I didn't Don't like it. Don't worry, sweet little Punkin. <laughs> <laughs> one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. That's the motto of the of the anesthesiologist. In your song? In the world. <laughs> a little for you, a little for me. So did were these the uh were these the debuts of these numbers? Well, yeah. How many debuts were in the crowd? And, and probably the, their uh uh exits from the world as well, I think. No, come on. You got to record it's, them. Uh, you got to come to my house and record them. Yeah, we got a bunch of other ones. I mean, I, I had two months, and I only had three songs to do originally. It was five, um, but you know, I thought if I would just write as many as I could, I could pick the the best. So, what kind of what guitar are you playing there? The the music stand is in front of you in the photo, so I can't tell what it is. Oh, it's a honer. Really, an old one. The honer, the, the harmonica people. I think. Yeah, I assume it's the same company. And I don't know anything about Honer guitars. I've never seen one. It's not fancy. It's solid. Looks like it had it's, a. It's, it's not a, a piece of junk. A slotted but it's peg also head. Not, yeah. It's um, not. Is, uh, it's work. It's a. It's a workable. Okay, guitar. so they they actually nice. they're they're kind of making them under that name right now. Is it an old one or a new one? Uh, it's not brand new, no. uh, but I I can't imagine that it's very old. From looking in inside the uh, the little tag inside is weathered, but not too weathered. All right. Not rustic weathered. It doesn't look charming. I don't know how long they've been making guitars. No, I, didn't, I didn't know they did until just now. But um, but anyway, it's, is it was it a small guitar or are you just a big man? I'm an enormous person. It's a large <laughs> guitar. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> it's a big guitar, kind of you know, with a wide body. Yeah. Um, on the bass, nice. A dreadnought, if you will. A dreadnought is that the term? Yeah. Um, yeah, nice full sound. Um, no, I'm just an enormous person. Uh, I saw a picture of me at, at the Washington State Book Awards last week. Oh, uh, oh! By the of, way, I texted you. Coke. I texted and you. It by looked the way, like a mini can of Coke. All right, I got to find that photo. I look like a, a, a little can of Coca-Cola. You won. I did. You won, won the a Washington, Washington State, State Book Award in Poetry. Book Award in Poetry. I am uh, so excited. Did, did you get my text message? I sent you a congratulatory text message. I did. Thank you very much. It was important to me that uh that uh that you uh, receive that. Um I can't find this photo, but um I'm interested in seeing it if you if you want to uh if you want Which, to send uh, it to me. The photo the of me where, like a little, little can of coke. You dwarf the coke, yeah. Yeah, look for it. I've got it here somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's one of the reasons why I don't smoke cigarettes, or I never never picked it up. <laughs> As somebody said, it looked like I was like snacking on fireflies. <laughs> so tiny. 
feel I don't feel like a giant. What's the man thing. eating the matchstick? Well, you're not a giant. You're 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 big. You're tall, but you're not like a you're not like a um obscenely outsized. No, but I make things around me look small. I dwarf things. <laughs> I don't think about it until no, I see a picture. You just you're just uh, in, engaged in passive dwarfing at all times. It's just the very idea. While you're looking for that, um, uh, your friend Darlene Coger, I, yeah. I said on the I said on the on on the ass book, um, any happy gastro narratives you wish to share? And she said, Lejeune Raukeen, you made an amazing yeah, meal this week. Yeah. Do you know anything about this? Because Lejeune Lejeune Rau- Raukeen has not responded. I don't know about her amazing meal. But you know about her. Oh, uh, yeah, I know enough about her. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you would have made. Because um, that group, uh, we communicate through GroupMe. Yeah. And so I'm sure that if I, when I go on GroupMe, my daily GroupMe check-in, I'll, I'll find out about that meal. Yeah, Eric, uh, Eric got, got me onto the GroupMe, but I haven't used it since, uh, since Bumbershoot. Last I think year. we should use it for our secret project. Um, yeah. I think it's it's handy, especially as one trying to avoid social media. It allows you to have a you know a, a, a small circle of instant communication. Yeah, I think so. I was I was thinking that we should just use SMS, but Apple's iMessage thing is unreliable. So yeah. text text to my wife kept keep getting lost, like the one. In which I complained to her on the bus back from New York that I was feeling nauseated, but I didn't want to vom in the bus bathroom because there were a couple of young women sitting next to it who'd have to listen to that happen. And so I, yeah. I sat for four hours in utter agony. Um, and then and there'd be a lot of uh, Ebola talk. Yeah, to, I was thinking that too, and I was sitting growing there. Growing up on public transportation, you're going to have to stay inside for a while. Yep, and I was sitting there sweating. Uh, also, I was trying to sleep because I hadn't slept well the night before because of the um, because of the uh, leaky air mattress, and uh, I couldn't sleep either because I didn't want to push my seat back because someone was sitting behind me. And now pushing your seat back is now a federal crime, and one that yeah. can land you in prison. So I I couldn't sleep, and I also couldn't read, and I tried was just trying really hard to keep it together. And then I texted my wife to complain, hoping she would send me a text back that said, poor baby. And uh, she didn't get the text. Didn't go through. iMessage yeah. did not go through. Yeah. What's up. up with that? Come on. Can't, can't count on the robots. You can't. Robots are not on our side, man. You know, and I was thinking, my wife's mad at me. She's mad at me because she's not responding to this uh, text message. And it yeah. uh, turns out, Turns out she wasn't mad. She was delighted when I came home. She was overjoyed. Came out to the porch, gave me a big hug. What's wrong, baby? I said, oh, didn't you see my text? No, I didn't see any text. What's the matter? I said, I got a vom. A VO. What? VO. I was shortening it even further. (laughs) Thank you. Seeing how... I thought that's what we were doing. We were seeing how how economical we could be about... (laughs) Vomiting. <laughs> oh, good God! That was quite a quite a blow. All right, you no, sent me. Um, you can hear me now. 
I tried to use you, the sneeze button, but I... You failed. All right, there you are. Are you wearing eyeglasses? What's on your shoulder? I think that's the moderator, Nancy Guppy. She's a fish? Oh, she's on my lap. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. It's, no, it's a human woman with her arm around you, and that's a hand. Yeah. But where's the Coke? Oh, exactly. <laughs> who, uh, she's, who? She's a local TV personality, and, and she was uh, uh, talking to uh, 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 to me and uh, Sherman, Alexi, and Jess Walter. And Sherman and Alexi, uh, our fellow podcasters, of course, um, had uh, been nominated for prizes and, and did not win them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Nancy Guppy, the moderator was expressing her condolences, but then she said, you guys are still millionaires, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still millionaires. Okay. You're still in airs. Yeah. Still in airs. <laughs> this is the, this is a happy looking group. Is that Sherman in the back there? Did he win one? He did not win. Uh, no. cause he was in the same category as, as, uh, your podcast partner. Oh shit. Does that mean our podcast wins? Our podcast beats his podcast in the Washington State Book Awards? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> They're doing a good job. I like their podcast. I might uh, might uh, pop on someday. Oh, really? Yeah, I like I like what they're doing. Yeah, well, they're they're friendly guys, and they have good radio voices. Good, they're good chatters. I'm hoping to see Jess and when I read, but it's dangerous. This week, podcasting so. it changes you. Yeah. Yeah. This How? I mean, talking. How? Talking every week. We've been talking every week for two years now. Yeah, maybe Almost more. Every week. More than two. For more than two years. So A little what, more than two. Are we different? 69 episodes. Yeah. 70 episodes? 69 today. Should have been our dirty episode. We should have talked. Yeah. Dirty. Nah. Um, and uh, I don't know. It affected, it's affected my work. Yeah. I think. It's affected my poems. I mean, I You're, just took... Several poems for the next book are just stripped from our conversation. I, without they any they totally are. They totally are. <laughs> because I thought that would be fun. Yeah, they're and, very lunchboxy. I'm really excited about this book. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Talking changes you. Yeah. You know, it's, I think this podcast is part of why I I don't feel the need to go back into therapy. Until yeah, this is a. It's not what's not until not like such a, time <laughs> as yes, as you need to go back to therapy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, 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 uh, I kind of, I kind of miss it. Actually, I sort of want to go back just to hang out with my therapist for one hundred and twenty-five dollars a week. I'd only go to a therapist if they were, um, uh, like a animatronic or. Uh, <laughs> In some sort of <laughs> historical costume. I bet. I bet that exists. You think there's like there's a, a niche for every fetish? Gotta there's be. A, Gotta be. A therapist for every. Uh, if you can think of it, yeah. there's a therapist out there who's doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. This is great. Was there is there a cash prize involved? $500. Yeah. And uh, they use every penny, brother. I bet. Times are tight over here. Yeah? Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. 
The ladies. City's uh, getting really expensive. The lady's making some dough, though, right? Yeah, she got a job. Enough to support an unemployed poet. Yeah. And his dapper baby. <laughs> and his fancy baby. <laughs> yeah, we could use a little more money over here, though. I could use a job. Yep. Jab. <laughs> what do you want a jab for? I don't know. I suppose uh, Joe was saying that we we should we should probably be saving some funny more money for retirement. Jesus Christ! Well, when you're unemployed, retirement. I mean, it's it's just just a shifting of designation without any change in in daily routine. Right. You know. Uh, retire. I think this is what retirement looks like. Yeah. Yep. Sure does. <laughs> From where I'm sitting. Your kitchen looks pretty retired person to me. Yeah. But I'm still making every every pot of every uh, every coffee I drink is is fresh. <laughs> I don't think so. Not, not yesterday's coffee. No, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, not there yet. Once you slip there. <laughs> the ceremony was good for the um the Washington State uh book awards. It was at the Seattle Public Library downtown, the big glass uh building. It's beautiful. It's yeah, auditorium people were nice, and uh, I uh, bring you uh, greetings from Peter Bag. Hey, Peter! I had the pleasure of sitting next to and talking to again, and he re- remembered us and remembered you. And lovely man asked to be remembered to you. He was there for uh, he did, he didn't win either. Uh, just just is weird. he there He's in that picture? Hero. Where is he? No, he cut out early. Yeah, I don't see him. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he ain't taking no picture. <laughs> <coughs> he he's, yeah. he makes the pictures with his bare hands. Yeah. He doesn't pose for one. Yeah, he was uh, is there for uh, his graphic novel biography of Margaret Sanger. Yep, I read it. I re- yeah, I read it. Uh, an interesting guy. I'd like to do like a big long interview with him. We could uh, we could like, put him on the podcast. Like the Truffaut Hitchcock book with Peter Bag, you know, because <laughs> he, uh, uh, I don't know, I think I think of him as a giant in the field. I think he is. Sure, sure. But uh, I don't think he's got the uh, the familiarity that like Charles Burns or Daniel Close or. Well, he he. He has never, and this is not, nothing against those guys who I also think are brilliant, um, but they, I think their aesthetic lent them more toward the, like, high art, indie, you know, the, the high art comic thing. They have a, you know, Peter's stuff is, it's like always been outsidery and comic, you know, and... Very he, gestury. Yeah. It's like people frozen in wide, in wide gestures. But he's way he's way more versatile than that, and uh, yeah. um, and his and you know I think he uses his style with great with great versatility, um, even when it's in his more sort of traditional you know yeah. hate, hate era stuff. But yeah, I love I love the um, I love the uh, new book, and he's doing a series of um, um I don't know of, of books like that. Hold on, yeah, you cl- his his website is also kind of primitive. <laughs> But it's all right. Um, but yeah, he, I, he of course uh, he. I met him at that uh, that brunch full of 
full of minor celebrities and uh, really enjoy talking to him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I'll link to his site for people. He's terrific. So um, we're, we're coming up on an hour. Anything else new you need to talk about? Talked about Shaggins Gourmet. I went out to Port Townsend. Yeah. Gave a reading in Port Townsend a couple uh, the night before it was a week ago Thursday. From from new work. I read I read uh, well it's, I read all new poems from the next book, which was, still won't be out for a few years, but feels like old work now. Yeah. But um, yeah, my predecessor read a uh, lovely poet. Um, Young lady, she read for an hour, a little over an hour. Uh, older crowd, so I read for about fifteen minutes. Poetry yeah. readings are, are uh, so I read with Dean Young last night. Oh yeah, yeah. So How was Dean that? Young was the reader. I was doing the music, and uh, he said that you know a nice twist on you know the idea that his favorite part of a poetry reading is that it ends because it seems entirely possible that they won't. You know, that this might be the rest of your life, the sitting there. That's sort of what I was engaging in. Yeah. Port Townsend. The poetry was good. It just was, you know, we have, we brought Oscar. And so, you know, I'm more conscious of people's attention spans and and the actual real life consequences of stretching someone's attention span, which could mean, you know, Domestic strife for people who are on tight schedules. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, spent the yeah. night in Port Townsend. Lovely town. Have you ever been out there? You probably haven't. haven't been out. No, never. Next time you, well, I don't think next time you come to Seattle, you won't have time, which is just uh, next month, right? Yep. Yes, indeed. I'm looking forward to that. But sometime you ought to come out. It's a nice little. It's about uh, it takes about two hours to get there, although it's not very far. You have to take a ferry and then. Drive a strange route. Uh, little town that was uh, Abraham Lincoln had. There was a plan that if the uh, East Coast fell to the Confederates, yeah, that the country would reorient itself as a Pacific nation with uh, Port Townsend as the capital. Really? Yeah. Uh, like it has it. not come to pass yet. No. But, Although there's still some people who think of themselves as Confederates out there, and they might—they're uh, like Ebola; they <laughs> will fester in the South uh, occasionally. We just have to get used to them. Yeah, feature of our landscape now. Aren't we already used to them? I think they're—they're—you know—the today's internet troll is really a descendant of the of the of the unrepentant Confederate. Yeah, don't you think? He 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 uh, theorized pointlessly. Internet trolls, yeah. who are they, man? Well, I I I did you notice this thing that I did this week? That I just don't. I I get this is the, you know, I was telling uh, Adam from our band about this, and he just shook his head and said, "Yeah, that sounds like something you'd end up involved in against your will." But what it was was this uh, this non scandal scandal called. I even hate to say it; it's such a terrible term. Uh, Gamergate. Yeah, I've seen references to it, but I don't know what it is. A bunch of female game video game critics and developers um, have they get harassed? Yeah, not just harassed, but they've literally gone into hiding and are under police protection from 
a bunch of infants on the internet who've threatened to rape and kill them. And the reason is because they dare to suggest that video games need to broaden their focus and that many of them are very sexist. And uh, there are other things to make games about now that games are becoming a, you know, a, a, yeah. a major art form. And uh, certain people don't like this, but they, like the Tea Party, have sort of couched their um, their desire to keep it male, heterosexual, and shallow. Um, they've concealed it with this fake scandal about journalistic ethics, and they're accusing various women of sleeping with people in order to get coverage for their games and just utterly specious nonsense. And uh, the real thing that's happening is that um, women are increasingly threatened for for doing what, you know, the, in the literary world is de rigueur, which is, you know, um, yeah, feminist critiques of art. I mean, yeah. that's been yeah. a... That's been a mainstay of the way we see things very, culturally for very decades. Helpful. Indeed, it has. Uh, this this woman Anita Sarkeesian um, makes these great videos pointing out the the ways that women are portrayed in video games, um, and she you know takes five minutes to explain the concept of sexual objectification. Like her audience is clearly people who have not heard of this notion yet, and they're clearly just resisting it uh, violently. So, anyway, um, I was. Retweeting some links about this on Twitter, and um, the the LRB uh, asked me to write a, a piece. Oh, on it. So, so that you had the piece. The piece was, and I had to write it right away. It was already blog. run. Yeah, it's, it ran yesterday, and um, uh, I have not received any death threats. Um, I think my, I'll kill you. Now you have. There we go. There we go. Now I feel like I'm really a part of things. Um, but no, I just sort of summarized it. At, Summarize some much much better and more in depth articles on it and uh, link to them and then basically said that the literary world ought to be interested in this and yeah. ought to support people these people who are being yes. threatened you know um, but anyway uh, I don't know how I got onto that but that was that was what I spent the other day doing um, when I ought to have been relaxing preparatory for my trip to New York but um, I'm glad I did very good yeah. all right. Um, say Saturday is this is this date night? Saturday's date night. Yeah, except it's it turns out to be dinner party night. No, that's right. We, as you already discussed, my memory yeah. is just excellent, oh. sharp. Why should sharp you remember excellent. when other other people's marriages have a date night? It's not that's not necessary for you to know. Just jealousy. I could obsess about it. <laughs> Do you guys get a sitter and go out? No, we've never had a babysitter. It's, are you going to start? Since we, moved to, since we moved to Seattle. Since we moved back to Seattle, we haven't had a babysitter. Yeah. That was January. We should. Yeah. We haven't found one. I don't know if we can afford it. It's we a have to pay pricey. them like $1,000 $1, an hour for yeah, babysitter? Approximately, yeah. Our problem right now, and this is actually very serious, and if any of our, if you or any friends have any advice, Oscar, who's two and a half, uh, has, is barely sleeping. Ooh. Like we can't get him to sleep till like ten, and then he wakes up around three. Shit. And sometimes we can get him back to sleep, and sometimes he'll nap. Sometimes he won't. But he won't sleep. He's not like wildly tantruming. He just wants to play. He's not. He's not a high strung kid. Yeah. Uh, but but he's uh, too, he's too old to just he's he'll just come out of his room and come find you, right? 
Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got free run of the house. Yeah. yeah. We're not prison wardens. No. <laughs> I find the very idea abhorrent. <laughs> and so we're kind of a, we're pretty frazzled. I'm sorry. Unemployed uh, and frazzled. I, I just have no advice about that. <laughs> I have nothing for you. We ha- I mean, we had that problem when our kids were young, and I don't remember what we did. We just like waited yeah. it out. It was I'm a sure we'll find a solution, and, and it'll be easy, and I won't remember it a year from now. Yeah. Right. I, I think that's one of the mercies of parenthood is that um, your, your, your brain, as a way of defending itself, like forgets, forgets the most um, it, uh, aesthetically offensive portions of parenting and the, the most frustrating things and the, the most despairing things. So yeah. if you're lucky. I guess some people yeah. probably nurse that as grudges against their children for their entire yeah. lives, but um, but most of us are not are, are luckier than that. I like the verbs that we have with grudge. You nurse grudges. You hold grudges. Mm. It's a lot of gentleness that we have with grudges. Hey, little buddy. You caress a grudge. Come over here. Come over here, little grudgy. Love nursing a grudge. The image is great. Sexual yeah. nursing involves a booby <laughs> and a grudge, which, although an abstract term, sounds like a like a goblin. I picture it as like a little, <laughs> you know, uh, humanoid, like a kobold. I surely, a, surely, there's like an early 19th century painting out there somewhere called "Nursing a Grudge, a grudge of someone uh, <laughs> giving a booby to a little goblin. Grudge, but the etymology is probably in a, probably a folk figure. Yeah, but that's for another time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, we can look it up right now. We can. <laughs> no, no, no. I th- no. I agree. I agree. We can let our let our listener uh, enjoy that task. Etymologize uh, away, listener. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I wanted to tell you about was. Um, I have uh, we have finished the Story Mountain Sweetheart Band album, and uh, it's been mastered. Yeah. And uh, I hope to ship it off to be turned into a compact disc in the next day or so. And I'm very happy about it. Everyone, everyone's very happy about it. Everyone in the band is happy about it. That is to say, so this this grand project that I've been working on is done. Very nice. And I'm I'm very pleased with all of everyone's work on it. I like my band. When will it be um, available for public consumption? Uh, November, probably late November. I'm not sure how quickly the they can, the pressing plant can turn it around, but we have a we have a gig scheduled for the 23rd uh, of November, a, a release party. Felicia's at Felicia's, correct? And uh, um, Felicia's Atomic Dustpin. No, you know, you know, it's not just. I can't believe you said that. That's <laughs> uh, Atomic Dustpin. Uh, I will. Were they, were they said, a Philly band? Now, were they? I don't know. They might well Lawn Dart. Lawn Dart was their big song. I don't remember. You remember Lawn Dart? No. Remember Ned's Atomic Dust? Bin? I do remember the name of the band. I never had the records. Their big song was Lawn Dart. Got hit in the head by a Lawn Dart. You don't remember <laughs> the song? No. Oh, it's a sad song. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I th- I bet I you know you could make a pretty good anthology or playlist I guess would be the current terminology about um, songs about um, 
medical and health mishaps, like Spider Bite by uh, the Flaming Lips. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Ed's redeeming qualities. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that did Ned's Atomic Dustbin have a have a hit? Oh, uh, they did. Kill your TV. Kill your television. All right. Yeah. Different bands. But you can under, you see the uh, you understand my confusion. Different bands for different glands. But uh, Lawn Dart, you don't you don't recall a college radio staple? Uh, no. Ed's redeeming qualities. Let me go there. Let me go there. We didn't have a college a good college radio station at Penn. Oh man, I got to look at this horrible ad. Hold on. I'm sorry. Skip man. ad. Here we go. Oh, I like the album cover with the uh, toaster. And is that a ukulele I'm listening to? Could be. Here, I'll I'll put this up to the uh, put this up to the mic. All right, I'll put this link in the notes. Yeah. This if you're, it's a- for fans of jazz butcher. <laughs> I recommend Ed's redeeming quality. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> That's a good good reference. Very yeah. good. All right. Uh but so you so big show Felicia's Atomic Lounge. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll uh, talk about that more later. Well, I'm I'm starting this uh, starting this book tour next week and with a with a Philly reading. I'm reading a Joe's Steaks, Jim Steaks on South Street. Jim Steaks on South Street as part of the 215 festival. Very nice. Yeah. And then it's out to the out to your your neck of the woods. We're gonna tear it up. We are. <laughs> we mean gonna demo something in your house. We're gonna, <laughs> and then we're gonna do a little sheet rocking. Yeah. Hope you don't mind. Mudding. It is mudding. I don't want to do any mudding. You gonna do mudding? I don't have the patience. Although I, I should be able to do. I should be able to do that. I should be able to smooth thing. You know, that should be zen. That should be pleasing to me to do. I ain't doing no mudding. We'll go if you have time here. We'll go to the pop art show. It's a nice pop art show. Okay. At Seattle Art Museum, pop art, pop art, pop art, pop art. All right. I, I like that. Yeah. All right. You want to uh, okay. want to wrap this thing up? Yep. Bye, John. All right. See you, buddy. Are you